Welcome, everybody, to the January Animal Reiki Internship Meeting. It's our first meeting of 2016, all of us together. I'm excited to hear how everything's going. I know the holidays were sort of a crazy season, so if you haven't made much progress since our last meeting, that's okay because we still have a couple of months to go. Our final um, presentation actually isn't until April, so we have... um, the rest of January, all of February, all of March to get all of your treatments done and to get ready for your final presentation um, on April 6th. So that's all good news. Um, If you're feeling a little bit behind, as I know some of you might be a little bit ahead, and in that case you can kind of relax. And what I encourage you guys to do is if you are getting you know, ahead or behind or whatever to just um, enjoy the process, enjoy the treatments with the animals. And you don't, if you have already documented a lot, you can continue doing the work and don't have to document as often. If you're having, you know, difficulty getting enough um, treatments in, then you're going to need to, you know, think about uh, maybe uh, animals and potential clients that you haven't. You can brainstorm a little bit. Maybe we can help you do that tonight as well. So I just would love to hear um, highlights from everybody that is going on, um, maybe high points and low points, um, good things and not so good things, um, anything that sort of is standing out right now for you, and um, and also questions that you might have. And um, I'm here for you guys tonight. So. Maybe we can take turns kind of checking in. So who would like to start? Well, it's Allison. I'll go first because I don't have a lot Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. I haven't really done any uh, much Reiki um, at all the last month or six weeks. I just had too much going on in my life, and I've been working too much. But I'm hoping to change that this next week, so... I know I have to get back at it, and I think I've done about 20 so far. So okay. I, okay, I got a lot done the first about six weeks, and then things just kind of, life took over. So, <laughs> so, so I know how that goes. Backing into it. So. Yeah. Well, and that's why, you know, it's good to, I think sometimes it's, it's good, and this is an intense course, and so it's good, you know, and during the holidays and when you're with family and just to take that time, and then you can always catch up and, um, you know, 20 is a, a good amount, right? Because you only have to document 35. So, <laughs> so you're really in a good space, um, and you'll you'll be able to catch up. I'm not worried about that at all. And um, yeah, and so good. So, what else? High points, low points, uh, questions, anything from you, or um, are you facing any issues that you want to talk about with the group, or Anything else you want to share? Okay. No? (laughs) All right. Well, then we'll just encourage you to to get back out there. And um, what are your plans for um, the next few weeks? Um, for me, I have um, some people lined up. I just have to actually, um, you know, 
call them and set a date. Like I've, you know, spoken to some of my coworkers and stuff, but it was all sort of through, you know, before Christmas and the holidays and after Christmas. And and so I'm, I've got my list made for, to start getting hold of everybody to, okay. to get going again. Yeah, like I did a lot at the beginning, and and I wasn't too worried about it, and I didn't think I'd be this slack, but it just kind of happened. So. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good that you have you have people. You've got. You know who you're going to call. You know the animals that you're going to work with. So it should um, just oh. it'll be good. Go ahead. Um, can we we can do them at least twice, right? Like I found it's kind of nice to go back a second time. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And then you can kind of um, you can see any progress hopefully from the first time. And then the other thing is that the animals get to know you as like the Ricky person, whereas like the first time they might be like what are you doing? And then they're like, oh, this is great. And then the next time you come, they're like, it's a Reiki person. Or it might take, you know, the third or the fourth time, but pretty soon they will identify you and word will spread. I remember um, at this <laughs> the barn where I used to keep my horse years ago, and um, I was exchanging training with one of the trainers there, so she would give me lessons in exchange for doing five Reiki treatments a week for her group. She had about 10 to 15 horses at any given time. And so I would do, she would give me like two lessons a week and I would do five treatments a week. So it was perfect. It was great. It was so fun. Um, But what was really funny is I always just worked on her horses, but this was a bigger barn. So there were maybe 60 horses at this barn. And I sort of was in this little pocket of the 10 to 15 of us that were, you know, working together all the time. But one day, when I came uh, in and I was picking, I walked all the way out to the other side for some reason and all the horses were out in the pasture and this horse that I didn't know saw me and came trotting up but like kind of limping and he, he came all the way up to the fence staring at me and then he looked at me and he lifted up his foot and his his shoe had come off and was twisted at a weird angle so he couldn't, you know, he was trying to walk on it, but it was all weird, and he obviously needed someone to pull it off and call a shoer. But it was so funny because it was like, oh, there's that Reiki person, and she helps us, and she listens. So there's school quick. I better go tell her because I know she'll tell someone. It was so funny because, it, you know, it was on the other side of the ranch. It was a horse I never, ever worked with. I'm like, you know, how does this horse know that I'm, you know, going to help them? I don't know. <laughs> so I feel like there's, there's some kind of communication that happens. Who knows what they're saying to each other, right? About us too, <laughs> you know, when we're there. Um, but I think so. I think that the more that the more often you come, there's a deeper understanding of what you're doing. And then, and if you're in a bigger place, which you you might not be, but if you're at a home and there might be three or four animals, maybe you're just focusing on one. Those other animals are probably going to start wanting to come and take part. And if you're in a shelter or a barn situation where the animals see you again and again, they may start to call you, even the ones that you're not, like, officially supposed to be working with, they may still come over and decide to take part. And, you know, I don't know whether it's just um, the resonance of of our energy because we're in that space or it's just the openness of our heart or that we kind of walk in there with humility where, like, a lot of humans walk with a very like sort of dominant air with animals and I think as Reiki practitioners we have a much more humble space we're coming from. I'm not sure what it is but 
it really is interesting to see the way the animals respond once they figure out who you are and what you're doing. They love it, and they give you sort of a deeper attention and respect than, you know, you, you would think. So anyway, it's kind of fun. So see what happens when you go back the second time. All right, so who's next? I'll go next. Okay. Um, I'm on my 30 out of my 50, I say. Um, I've had some really positive ones where you can really see that something's going on. And then I've had more where it doesn't seem like anything's going on. Um, My last visit just the other day, I was doing two dogs at the same time. They barked throughout the whole session where they were whining for their parents, which were on the other side of the the door. So now why were they not with the dogs? Well, I just thought it might be better if they were on the other side. Okay, well, they're telling you no. (laughs) They're telling you Here's what they're telling you. They're saying, we know that you want to work with animals and not people, but (laughs) you need to work with our people too. So that's maybe something that you can maybe practice is incorporating the people together with the animals and see how you can work that out. What if the people were sitting there as well and then the animals could sit at their feet and be totally secure. And then you could offer Reiki to the people, you could lead them in a meditation, you could, you know, sit on the floor with the animals or just sit with the animals and, you know, it would be, I think it would take that dynamic away. So try that. If you can go back, maybe try next time. Yeah, I'm going back to them. um, I think tomorrow I've got them booked. And that would probably... I would probably feel comfortable with them because they are all very open that way. But it's uncomfortable when people are not open to it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, they don't believe in it. It's very mm-hmm. it's very hard. Like I think I wrote something about it on the wall, on the Facebook page, Um if people don't believe in it, they think you're just sitting there, you know, sleeping for half an hour or just like, you know, and then that makes it harder for me to get into that space and do you know what I'm well, saying? Absolutely. And I think that um, we've all been there. <laughs> but I think that um, something that can help people who don't understand what we do to help them connect, and meditation may be too subtle. Because as if you look at what a human Reiki treatment looks like and an animal Reiki treatment, they look very different, okay? Yeah. So the, the human treatment, there is the element of healing touch. Yeah. So And that's very important for humans to connect to this more subtle energetic space. Animals, on the other hand, 
are already sort of embodying this deeper connection, so they don't need the physical touch to help them to, you know, connect with the healing that's happening. So that's that's something to realize. So if you're with someone who's kind of skeptical or they don't understand what you're doing and you just are sitting there and they're just sitting there, they're not going to, unless their animal has a really big response that's totally out of character, and even then, that might not be good enough with those people, and that's mm. okay. But but something you can do to, to try to help them connect is to begin, like if you set aside, let's say you set aside an hour and you begin with 15 minutes of a chair treatment for the person, and then you ask them to just sit and relax in that space, and after you give them the 15-minute treatment, then you get down on the floor or you sit with the animal in meditation. Right. And then see if that helps them to feel that relaxation and peacefulness, which Reiki creates. Um, mm. But let me, t- I want to tell you a, a quick little story because this is making me think of it. And we have to be really aware that some people we will never convince and then that's okay. So um, a friend, my, my husband's a, a doctor. And so a lot of our social group is scientists and doctors and people who think what I do is totally insane. <laughs> so one of the doctor friends thinks what I'm doing is crazy, but his daughter had a very sick cat. And so he asked if I would go over and do Reiki for this cat. So before I had gotten there, okay, this cat has ha- has had this kind of um, neurotic habit of chewing, like it's the inside of its mouth or just like cracking its jaw and like chewing, like a like a repetitive neurotic behavior mm. 24 hours a day so that literally the cats were sleeping in the bed. The daughter was sleeping out in her living room because she couldn't sleep because of the noise. The cat never quieted down. And they tried every, they scoped the cat. They tried drugs, like, I don't know, five or six different kinds of drugs. They tried uh, a dental procedure. They tried you know, looking up in the sinuses, they tried um, some kind of stress relief drugs. They, I mean, this cat had had literally like $12,000 in veterinary care over like a three to four year period because she couldn't sleep. And this cat, it was like horrible for the cat too. Like the cat couldn't relax and everything. Horrible problem, right? Okay, so that's the background. So they're basically out of options. Nothing's helping. You know, at that point, they're like, well, I guess we'll try Reiki. So I go over there to the daughter's house. I sit with her and, and her cat. I actually taught her the Kara breathing meditation and had her sit with me. We sat on opposite sides of the couch, um, each on one end of the couch facing each other. And I led her through the breathing and we sat. And then, um, and she does yoga and stuff, so she sort of knew how to meditate, so that's why I chose that. And in the middle of the treatment, both cats, she had another cat that was fine, but both cats came up and laid, like, on their back with their bellies in the air right in between us. And the other cat in the middle of the treatment stopped that weird behavior, stopped it, like, completely stopped it. When I left, the cat still wasn't doing it. So I was really excited, and I told her, oh, you know, you should keep doing this hard breathing every day. This is really awesome. So I'm thinking in my mind, this this doctor who's a skeptic who thinks I'm stupid is going to now really believe in Reiki and think it's wonderful. 
So anyways, I hear a few days later, my husband talks to him. And I said, oh, find out. You know, I haven't heard anything. Find out how the cat's doing, whatever. And he says, oh, yeah, it worked, but only for like a little over 48 hours. And then it, it came back gradually. And now it's just like it was before. So it didn't work. So next thing. And I was like, okay, this is a cat that's for seven years. No relief. Nothing could touch it. Not drugs. Nothing. 48 hours with one half-hour treatment? I think that's pretty miraculous, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't you say? Yeah. But that was a big lesson for me. And plus, I talked to the daughter about learning Reiki, and she didn't want to take the time. Wasn't interested. It was too much trouble. And, you know, they weren't really interested in having me come back because, you know, that's, that's a pain in the butt, right, to have somebody come more than what, like, you know, what they wanted was 30 minutes, instant fix, Otherwise, it doesn't work. And so it was a great lesson for me in just letting go and, like, believing, understanding what I do and knowing that it's a process. Healing's a process. Healing can take time. We need patience. And it doesn't always unfold and look the way we want. So that's something just to remember and to think about. And the more that you just practice, get lots of experience, the more trust you'll have. And then when people, you know, don't accept you or they don't, you know, you see a big change and they don't, or they don't acknowledge when something good happens or whatever, you can just let it roll off your back and it just won't even bother you. And you just stay in that space because the animals know (laughs) and you know, and that's good enough. (laughs) So I don't know. I hope that story may be held because we've all been there, you know? Yeah. No, that's good. Um, And I think the fact that we have to do the 50 in total really helps because that is a lot of experience. Yes. Yeah. And even if you have, you know, five really tough treatments, you're going to have five good ones. You know what I mean? You're going to... There's enough there that you're going to see the the whole range of what can happen. Yeah. Well, I was looking onto the the Canadian Reiki Association, and I think they want 10 cases to register with them. So having done 50, you know. My last question. um, you, You always talk about 60 minutes. I'm lucky if I can sit for 30, mentally and physically. That's okay. That's fine. You just, you go with what you can do. Mm -hmm. And and also realize that sometimes if you take a break and come back, you can do more. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you stand up, if you walk around, stretch, have a little snack, something to drink, go back and sit down. You might be able to do a little bit more. So you don't have to be a statue. Another way right. to do your practice is, um, well, this time of year, you're up in um, <laughs> Canada, so forget it. But when the, when, the weather, when the weather gets nice, take a walk somewhere where you're out and, you know, let's say it's a three-mile loop or, you know, something that will take you an hour to walk it. And do your practice for that entire walk. Let yourself take in the trees, the nature. You can say hi to people when they walk by. You know, take your dog if you have a dog. 
go out into nature and have nature support you, and you'll be able to do an hour, and you would be able to do two hours, actually, if you if you find a place that really is beautiful, that isn't too hard of a walk, that you're, you know, panting and, like, you know, like, why did I <laughs> do this? It's too hard. You know, just a, a really beautiful, not-too-hard walk. You can do your practice the whole time. So that's that's maybe a space where you could bridge that gap where yeah. you can see I can do my practice. I just can't sit still. So then maybe when you're working with animals, you know, depending on what what the situation is, you can create a longer time where you're holding that space. Maybe you're walking, you're at a shelter, and you will go walk the dog for 20 minutes, and you do your practice for that whole time too. So that part of the treatment is holding the space while they're out, and then you finish with a half an hour in the kennel when you get back or something like that. So actually the dog has been in that space for like an hour by the time you're done. So you can be creative with it. It doesn't have to be just be, you know, sitting still and not moving and going crazy. (laughs) No, that's good. Thank you. All right. Can I ask Tracy a comment? I I just had turned on my Facebook and I saw that she had a picture of some cats, <laughs> goats, and I wanted to know how it went with the goats. Like, what was that experience like? Because goats, I, I never think of them as ever being still. They always seem to be busy. So I wondered. I was curious as to what how that was for you. Um, goats. They were I didn't see any any relaxation. So I, I now what what time of day were you doing it? Was it during feeding time? Uh, I think it was around one in the afternoon. And um, I have noticed that to do it not at feeding time or. <laughs> Because then they never, they definitely don't sit down. Right. I mean, it's just a little harder to see yeah. the response. But um, no, I didn't, I didn't see any any response from them either time. Or the the horse I did. I only done the horse once. Okay, and how did that go with the horse? They kept their distance from me. I okay. sat in the field, and they kept their distance. Like how much distance? Mm, pretty big distance. Like a hundred feet or something. Yeah, yeah. And then um, it came a bit closer, but not to me or anything like that. I don't know if they've ever had Reiki before, though. Well, yeah. So you could see if that changes. If you go back again in the blizzard, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Go back, but um, and sometimes too, you know, for for horses, distance is very different than for humans. So for us, a hundred feet feels like a really long distance, but for a horse, you're completely in their space, yeah. even that far away. 
So if they were relaxed, grazing, relaxed, not staring at you, and they didn't get as far away from you as possible and out of your eyesight, then they were accepting you as sort of part of the herd to just be there with them while they just are in the pasture. And sometimes we can see they can relax and um, take naps and fall asleep even from 100 feet away. They're soaking it in. But to us, we're like, oh, we're too far away. We can't reach them. But the thing is, they can reach us. Right. And in the back of my head, I'm always saying that to myself because I, like I've read so much and I'm, I'm saying it, but there's that little bit of doubt there that's thinking, well, they're not getting anything from it. But then I say, yes, I know that they're getting something from it, you know, and I continue on. Well, and, so and I know maybe, the goat's got something out of it. Maybe you need to shift that thinking a little bit. Instead of thinking that you're giving something to them and that you want them to get something out of it, maybe instead you can just, it's just a little, little shift, but it might help you to think of it more as you're sharing their space. Right. And you're just sharing this beautiful space with them. And that they don't have to get anything. You don't have to give anything. It's just it's just a presence. Does that make sense? I think it does and it's my ego getting in the way, I believe. (laughs) It is. It's always because your ego wants to say Oh well, they they lay down and they relaxed and right. that's my ego. Totally, totally. So. Yes, and I mean, let's face it. The reason we're doing it is because it helps them, right? Um, yeah. But somehow I've seen a lot of times with many animals is that the less that you try to do anything to them, the more receptive they are to your presence. So, and the other thing is you haven't worked with horses before. You haven't worked with goats before. So there's your own comfort level, which will get better. Mm. You know, when you start to know. Now, um, Dorothy, the goat who she passed away recently at Brighthaven, but she was wonderful. But, you know, she would come up and show you that she loved Reiki. But when you were done, your hair was green slime because she'd be chewing on your hair <laughs> the whole time while she was sitting with you. So you got a lot of great feedback, but you literally had to go wash your hair after the treatment. And I would always tell people, if you don't want green slime, sit outside the fence. Because, so, you know, there's some positive <laughs> from having mm-hmm. the animals stay at a little more distance. And goats are very mouthy. <laughs> they put chew on everything. Um, So um, just keep on, I would say, give yourself some more time to get to know those species and to observe them and to feel at ease with them and then see what happens next time, you know? We had a funny experience with the goats at Remus um, in England. 
so funny. So they have tons of goats, and they're out in this big outdoor enclosure with all these toys during the day. And then at night, at like a certain time, they bring them all into the barn, and they're inside at night, and they get fed and everything. So we went into their play pen area, and they were like playing and doing all this stuff. And we, there were like three of us swimming. We made a little circle, and we were just doing Reiki together just for the whole space. And none of the goats came up to us. They all just, some of them were watching us. Some, you know, kind of calmed down or whatever. But we didn't know, but there were two goats in the little house, in the little enclosure. And they went so deeply into the Reiki space, okay? We didn't even know they were there. And we're like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. So we're sitting there holding the space. And the staff comes and gets them. So they ring a little bell. They come and they open up the gates and they whistle and they say, come on, guys, dinner, whatever. And then there's this huge exodus, right? They all leave. They all go out and leave and they're in the barn. And um, But it was the three of us. It was nice. So I said, you know, let's, let's just hold this space for a little while longer. It's so beautiful out. And, you know, just oh, Remus has the most beautiful pastures, these English countryside. It's just lovely. So I said, you know, let's just stay in the space and... So we stayed for another 10 minutes, totally, you know, holding the space. Just just the three of us, we thought. <laughs> and so then we finished, and we stood up, and we're like, oh, okay, that's great. Let's go back inside. And all of a sudden, like when we started talking, the goats heard us, and these two goats ran out of the house, and they're looking with their eyes, like, wide-eyed, and they're looking everywhere, every, this way, that way, because there's no other goats. <laughs> they were left behind. They oh. missed the dinner bell. <laughs> and so they start running around the corners and searching, and they were like, you know when you, like, are woken up suddenly after a really sound sleep and you sort of are clumsy? They were, like, really, cl- like, <laughs> drugged out, like, tripping, and, like, you know, like they didn't know where their feet were and they were still half asleep and they were all confused. And we were laughing hilariously. So we had to go get the staff and say, oh, my God, there were two that missed the dinner bell because they were getting Reiki and they were like, oh, my God, that never happens. They were all laughing. And so that was an ex- experience where, you know, we we thought, well, whatever, Hope maybe they got something, maybe not, whatever it was meant, let's just sit here, you know, and little did we know, there's these two little Reiki sponges, you know, soaking it all up. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes there could be something happening on it, uh, beneath the surface that or, you know, around the corner where you don't see too. So to remember that too. Okay. You have some wonderful stories to tell. So very well, interesting. Oh, thanks. Well, I feel very blessed to have met so many amazing animals, you know, over the years. But you know what? I've had those treatments, too, where you just figure, I don't know, did it help, did it not help? And you just you just do it because, you know, it's you know that it's beneficial and it's great. It's a beautiful space and it's good for you and it's good for the, the world. Right to 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 open your heart with compassion and love and to be in that space. That's good for the world, right? We all should be in that space. So, whether 
somebody wants to take that compassion, love, and kindness and, you know, or not, I can still share that. I can still hold that space, you know. But I've had experiences where I, you know, I may not have seen, you know, some shelter animals that I worked with, maybe I didn't see a lot or I, I didn't think I did, but then they got adopted, which they'd been there, you know, eight months, nine months, a year, two years, nobody looked at them. Suddenly they get adopted. Or maybe I worked with, there was one um, dog that I worked with that was, um, had some issues with um, kind of mouth, mouthy, not really biting, but like inappropriately mouthy. It was a big dog. And the issues actually got worse after I started Reiki. But I knew that it was some kind of a healing response so I just hung in there, and sure enough, after like two months of Reiki, the behavior completely disappeared, and the dog got adopted. And they they really thought it was it just would never get better, and it didn't for a while. So every situation is just really different. But um, the more that you just go in with a completely open mind, and you know, I don't need to see anything, nothing needs to happen, but you know. I'm going to do my practice. That's kind of how I think of it, is that I'm going to go inward and devote myself 110% to my practice for the benefit of this dog, but really focusing on the practice more than trying to have an outcome. Does that make sense? Yeah. And maybe that can help take some of the pressure off of you as well. Because that's a lot of pressure if you're like, okay, I'm here. I have to have a big response. I have to do something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm, Yep. Okay. Misa. Yes. Uh, I I enjoyed everybody else's comments tonight. Um I I didn't do any of Reiki um since we talked last. Um um Allison and Mao uh three of us talked on the phone. Um I felt like it's kind of I was not motivated to do it year end and, you know, um, starting a year. I don't know what, but I just, I have to get away from, (laughs) from that. And I don't know why. Uh, I think I know exactly why it's a, it's a fear of, um, going into, um, my clients, you know, private um, homes and do Reiki. And I I had a request from one of my clients uh, to teach how to do Reiki because I've been telling him his cat is really uh, enjoying Reiki. When I do go cat sitting, I do Reiki for her in addition to cat sitting because she is she is so enjoying. And he, she loves hands-on. Actually, she relaxes, stretches. So anyway, oh. and so, 
so she she has uh, chronic renal failure, and she is she is overweight on top of that, and she has lots of meds, and she really enjoys Reiki moments. So I've been telling him about it for you know at least six months, and he's like that 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 must be really good for her. I really wanted to do, you know. So do you teach? And and it was text. And I'm like, so what? So what do I say about this? Because I don't feel comfortable. Like, yes, I can. Um, but I I replied and said, yes, because I wanted to step up and I have to Good do it. Good for you. All right. But but but, but uh, <laughs> thing is that I haven't made an appointment yet. He said he's going to get in touch. Um, that was uh, in the beginning of this year. Um, year, uh, actually year end, and I thought, okay, I have, you know, I have to prepare it, and da da da, da. and I just like, how do I teach him? Um, I've been doing all those, you know, uh, Reiki practice on shelter cats, which I don't need to explain anything, or even I don't need to guide anybody to do Reiki. I just you know, stood there, prepare myself, and set an intention, and just do. And I'm like, oh my gosh! So, but it's but yeah. it's more than that, Misa, because you um, are mindful of the Reiki precepts. You mm-hmm. know how to do the Hara breathing to help to center yourself and to balance yourself. Mm-hmm. You understand what the three diamonds are, your three mm-hmm. aspects of your energy, which is your your earth, mm-hmm. your sky, and your connection. And you mm-hmm. understand that we need all those qualities to connect to animals. We need to be grounded. We need to mm-hmm. be ex- expansive or open in our minds mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. be too narrow, right? Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. we need to open our hearts to connect. Um, you also um, know about showing respect to animals. Um, not mm-hmm. forcing anything on them, letting go of your hands. The Reiki is about touching heart, not hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, allowing the animal to walk away and not trying to fix this or do this or do that, mm-hmm. but really sharing in an open way peace and, and compassion uh, and the healing power that results from that. So, you know, teaching teaching Reiki to him is really about how he can shift his own inner world so that he can be more present mm-hmm. for his cat. And that open-hearted presence is what Reiki is about and it's what the animals respond to and it's what helps them to heal themselves. And mm-hmm. you have my manuals. You've taken my... Mm-hmm level three, so you mm-hmm. have my manuals, you can use my manuals, it is all in there. It's all there, you don't have to make anything up or try to organize anything, it's already organized, it's already there, and you don't have to teach all 150 pages, you just pull mm-hmm. out, you know, mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. long you make the class, and you pull out the high points and the tools that you want to give him. Mm-hmm. And then he can practice. You can give him a chair treatment. You can mm-hmm. do meditation with him. He can. Mm-hmm. You can send him away to go practice with his cat and come back and talk to you. You could do one-on-one at his house with his cat. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. Um, yeah, I just I, I have to kind of. That's a lot, Kathleen. You know, it's 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 easy to it's, say. It's, you it's, you it's know, all, you but know, it's all it's, in it's, your it's all in your heart, Nisa. I know, and so I have to really um, <laughs> kind of write it down and prepare you know to do that and I haven't been doing that that's why I feel very um, insecure about it well I think that's true mm-hmm. the more that you're in your the more that you're in your practice yeah not not mm-hmm. just in the thir- 30 minutes a day that you're doing your meditation but right all the time all the time the mm-hmm. more that you're in your practice, the easier that class is going to be for you to teach. So maybe what you need to do is you need to think about what you can do starting tomorrow, little things, to help mm-hmm. you to be in your practice throughout the day. So maybe you start by reciting the precepts morning mm-hmm. and night, three times in the morning, three times mm-hmm. just before you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. you take a moment and you do hara breathing maybe mm-hmm. 10 times mm-hmm. and then and then somehow in between those three times what can you do to bring your mind back to reiki so maybe five mm-hmm. times a day mm-hmm. even if it's just a touchstone what can mm-hmm. you do to like bring it into everything you're doing because i feel like that will really bring you back into the space where you feel because I think it's very hard to teach Reiki if you're not living it. It's really hard. Yes, that's true. So, and we, we all have things that happen in our lives, and we get more, we get closer in, and then it becomes more difficult. So I think you just need to bring it back in, mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't feel like a chore, but that feels mm-hmm. joy, joyful to you. Mm-hmm. 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 That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah, so thank you for the suggestions. I will start tomorrow, and I I will jot down the, my schedule, and I stick with it. And, and so that would lead to me lead me to the you know preparation for <laughs> um, for the teaching. Now, one of the things I know about you, Nisa, and this is because yes. I've seen you. I've seen you. I, I know. I know you a little bit better than um, the other ladies on the call, just because you've been out to my classes a few times. Is that you are really a perfectionist? <laughs> you are like, you are so like the the way that you everything has to be, and the way that you give yourself uh, 250% to things. So mm-hmm. that's a really beautiful quality. But it also is a lot of pressure for you because I know what you're thinking in your mind that you have to be and that you have to yeah. do in order mm-hmm. to do all this. So I want you to think about taking some of that pressure off and just being in the practice in a space of joy and relaxing. Like just keep thinking about relaxing into your practice instead of trying to, you know, be so perfect 
is to just relax and be be playful and light with it. Yes, I love to be that way. And thank you for um, pointing that out. I definitely have that tendency. And But that's you know, why you're so good at it, too. You know what I mean? And I, I, I recognize that because I have that sort of a little bit in me, too, where I, I'm so focused and I'm so hypersensitive to all the details and getting everything right. So I, I have that part in me as well. And so mm-hmm. that's something I have to work on too is to just really take a breath, relax, and just, um, you know, just let it, kind of let it go. And then mm-hmm. the, way it comes, the way it comes back is a little richer, I think. Instead mm-hmm. of always trying to hold hold on to every detail, yeah. But you'll be a great teacher, Lisa. When you're ready, you will. I think you're ready now, but you just need to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally my, mentally. I'm not ready. <laughs> those, <laughs> those thoughts and you know, Tracy, Tracy mentioned about ego. Also, you know how I present and how they people, you know, how people perceive it, and that also comes in play. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it takes time, but I I want to enjoy this ride. So um, it's interesting. It's a so I I grew up in Japan. So I I am a Japanese native, and I've been in the states about twenty years. So I can you know understand English too. So when it comes to Reiki materials, I can understand both English and Japanese, and I try to connect with Japanese version because that's come to natural to me, and I can kind of uh, feel it in my in my body and guts when uh, something is said in Japanese, uh, in, in Reiki context. Mm-hmm. And then I go, and my clients are American clients, and I'm like, okay, so this is a precept, you know, is it, don't get angry, okay. You know, it, it's like um, I have to kind of going back and forth. And the other day I have a um, Japanese uh, friend's friend who needed um, Reiki for her cat. So before going there, I was jotting down all those important things to, you know, kind of remind them what's the benefits of Reiki and all that kind of stuff, but written in Japanese. And I, you know, written all those phrases I wanted to, you know, say so that they don't misunderstand uh, what Reiki is about. And, and I brought that notepad with me and you know, in a way, it's like a cheat sheet so that I don't forget to, you know, make points. And like, this is a lot of work. I'm translating to Japanese and, and then <laughs> you know, back and forth in my head. Like, oh, my God, it's so tiring. So, anyways, sorry. To, well, that's you know, a whole other yeah, yeah. layer of, of, um, of depth and beauty that you can give to people, though. I wish I could do that. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, being, try try being perfect is, is not going to really help. So I want to learn to enjoy the process, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just breathe. Just just open yeah, your just, heart and breathe. That's the mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, thank you so much for that um, encouragement and advice, suggestions. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, you're welcome. Yeah, just, you know, be kind to yourself and and just let let things unfold and um, mm. and just do your practice, just be in, be in Reiki as much as you can. Mm. You know, I'm, what I'm learning more and more, and I think this, um, I was just telling Allison at the beginning of the call that my brother-in-law passed away in October, and um, so it's been very difficult for the family, and we're having an um, end-of-life celebration on Saturday for him, and everybody's coming out of town. But what I really realized is Reiki is not really, I mean, it's about, you know, okay, I have to do a Reiki treatment. I'm going to go sit down and meditate and do distance treatment for somebody, or, oh, I'm going to go to the barn and do Reiki with my horses or whatever. But Reiki is really about, you know, wow, you know, I'm, I'm having to go through, I, I mean, I have to get through the next five days with over 100 people and over, like, over 30 relatives a bunch of them staying here, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. Plus, it's extremely emotional and different people have different responses and reactions. And, you know, how, how do I get through that in a way that is nurturing and helpful for my nine-year-old daughter that is supportive to my husband, that is supportive to his parents, that takes into account, you know, um, my brother-in-law's six-year-old daughter who will be there and what she's going through and all the other people who loved him and, you know, life is hard sometimes, and that's what Reiki is about. That's what I learn more and more is that Reiki is about how do I handle this moment when it's a difficult moment, you know, because I can I can go and do Reiki all day long at the barn, and I'm in heaven. I'm having a great time, and that's cool. But what about when things are falling apart and things are very difficult? Where's my Reiki practice now? And I think that's for me, the biggest lesson I'm learning in my life, that's really what Reiki is about, is how we get through those difficult times. And I think the more that we navigate our own challenges, the more that we can go into somebody's house where their cat's sick or dying, and we can be there for them in, in a true compassionate space because we know from our own life that this is where Reiki shines when things are the most difficult. And so we feel that confidence when we go in and we are in a, uh, somebody's home and there's grief and there's sadness and stress and, you know, and then we're just like, oh, Reiki is here. Reiki shines in this moment and we just feel it and know it. And so it can really bring so much. So anyway, just something else to think about, to add, you know, something else mm-hmm. to contemplate with your Reiki practice. It just goes so much deeper than treatments, you know, like where we're like, okay, mm-hmm. so this 30 minute I'm doing my treatment. Mm-hmm. So any other questions or comments or anything else? So how are you guys um, doing with the meeting in between time? Is that 
working out or is that too difficult? This is the first time I've done that. <clears throat> this um, session is the first time that I've done that. Mm, okay. Uh, last time we met Marl, uh, Misa here, and uh, Allison, uh, three of us uh, met, was it two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Um, and um, it was on this line, Tokshu line. Perfect. And okay. Yeah, and it, it went well. I, it, it was helpful to me, very helpful to me. I what did you think, Allison? Too. Yeah, I thought it was good, too. We just mm-hmm. kind of shared our experiences and you know encouraged each other, and mm-hmm. it was kind of nice. It was very casual. Mhm, mhm. Perfect. Good. And then um, the Facebook group, um, the little postings and stuff. How are you feeling about that? Would you repeat that question? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear it. My my kitten is playing here, and like, <laughs> yeah, we adopted new kitten, and he's yeah, rambunctious playing around. Sorry, um, I was sorry. just um, asking about the the Facebook group. You know, your little intern group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. How is that feeling for you guys? I enjoy it. Okay, good. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I think first we want really, um, you know, Merle put up lots of posting, and that's really nice. But not so many people replying to it um, in the beginning, and uh, I think it was little too. I don't know, little little too early. And it shouldn't be early, but uh, how do you say it? it? We weren't gelling yet then mm-hmm. so i felt a little bit like who okay who's going to comment you know who who is this da, 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 da. you know i i felt a little um little bit i i needed some boundary around um what to what we put out there uh can we put my you know kitten's picture in there or shall we just talk about reiki only or you know, that kind of little. That's a really good point because I hadn't really thought of that when we yeah. just started the group. But as I'm, I'm looking at it right now, mm-hmm. and um, I see there's some different um, questions about time zones and being there, and then there's some stuff about, um, uh, oh, here, I see Merle's um, thing that she won't be able to, she's traveling. Um, and then we have some, Reiki clients, some of the animals from Brighthaven. Um, I love this quote. I'm just seeing this quote that Tracy did with the picture of the cat. Mindfulness isn't difficult. We just need to remember to do it, a Sharon Salzberg quote, which is great. So, I mean, my feeling is whatever encourages, you know, like an encouraging quote like that I think would be totally great to put up. Um, I think putting up pictures of your own animals to introduce yourself and to let people see your animals, where you live, what you're doing with Reiki or just with your animals as an animal person because that's something that we all get along. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. And also talking about issues or pictures of your clients and issues you're having with the internship. I think because I think I see the group as a way to encourage each other. So there's different ways we can do that. We can get to know each other. We can 
you know, love each other's animals, and we can also um, share the treatments we're doing. We can also bring in something else that, you know, maybe we saw something on Twitter or Facebook that was really encouraging and lovely and made you smile, and you could put that in there. Do you know what I mean? So I think being mm-hmm. uh, just opening it up to what do you guys think? That sounds good to me. That's how I see it. Just mm-hmm. anything like we want to share and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all we're all positive towards um, each other's posts and whatnot, and that that mm-hmm. is what it's about encouragement and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, so the next meeting for you guys will be um let's see what's today the 13th so january 27th so i will make sure to um create the little talk on talk so you guys can use the same number and same line and um and then i'll talk to you guys in february what's the date in february february is february 10th Sounds great. And then in, in the meantime, there's the Facebook group, book group, and you can always email me privately as well. All right. Well, All good right. luck. Have fun. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank okay. you, everybody. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.